welcome. You've got mail. Hey folks, welcome back to another edition of TechStream. We are glad you're here. We are glad to be here. I'm Seth Everett. He's Shelly Palmer. And Shelly, we've got a potpourri of chaos this week. Oh, yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Till daddy some takes weird the away. things going on. Yeah. Why is the government caring about USB-C con- connectors? Why, why, is, why is that a thing that we're worried about? Because you know, last I checked, <laughs> is there baby formula anywhere? <laughs> this one, this is so good. It's like in the midst of everything, like there isn't enough crazy going on, right? There's a letter sent to the Secretary of Commerce for the United States by Senator Markey, by Senator Warren, by Senator Sanders. And they're like, you know, Bernie Sanders, by the way, who's on Twitch. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Ed Markey. You know, whatever else is going on in the world, you know what we should really deal with right now? We should mandate that there's one charging standard in the United States. After all, our friends in Europe did it. Around 2026, everyone in Europe is going to have to use their consumer devices are going to have to have USB-C connectors as their charging port. Um, So let's do that here too. Seth, I don't have words for this. (laughs) I, I, I'm... It's it's almost unimaginable that a serious human being, that any human being, would would think that that was a important enough to have a conversation about because because, and b why the government of the United States should ever get involved at that level of detail for anyone's connectors. And cables. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. So first of all, for all who are listening, who hate the idea that you've got a lightning port for your iPhone and you've got USB-C for your iPad and then you have USB-C for your MacBook and there's some computers that have USB-C, but others have different kinds of circular charging ports there's where you might have different yeah, USBs. Volts, there's a bigger volts. one. Right. There's a bigger. Oh, yes, USB, there are there's a smaller one. That's right. USB A, USB B, USB mini. Yeah, there's a lot of USB types for sure. USB C is a circular connector, as everybody knows. And it's not the best. I mean, to, to be fair, if we were talking about something amazing, maybe I could sit back and say, OK, wow, the government's really got their act together this time. But but no, USB-C, for those of you who have spent any time with it at all, and I'm sure many, many of you have spent a lot of time with USB-C cables, um, this is the road to hell paved with good intentions. This is the worst idea ever. First of all, uh, USB-C, it's a circular connector. It's symmetrical. That's the nice part. doesn't matter which way you plug it in. But it doesn't really click into place, depending on how the receptacle is built. Like, it's, it gets really worn really quickly if you yank on it unlike the mag uh, connectors that the apple stuff used to come with uh the MagSafe stuff that was great um you know when you tripped on it it just pulled out as opposed to ripping your computer apart or ripping the cable apart or ripping the plug apart unlike a good old-fashioned 3.5 millimeter headphone jack or a guitar cable quarter inch ring tip usb-c just 
good old fashioned use wear and tear will wear this sucker down hard and fast. It's a terrible connector on a good day. So thank you, Europe, and thank you, uh, senators in the United States for thinking about it. My other problem is, of course, what about USB 4? That's from 2019, hasn't even come out yet, really. Is there such a thing as USB 5? I have no idea. The spec hasn't been written, at least not to my knowledge. And if so, it's certainly not deployed. Is there going to be like ultra USB or something, you know, son of USB? Like, it. what about data speeds? What about, like, what about... Every we could end up having USB C charging cables in devices plus data ports because the USB C wouldn't be able to handle the data as the devices evolve because it's mandated by the federal government. So I'm proposing right now, Seth, here we go. I am proposing a 28th amendment to the United States Constitution. I'm going to send this in and, and I, I've modeled it after the first amendment. Congress shall make no law requiring the adoption of a specific charging cable or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of data transfer or of power distribution or the right of the people to peaceably assemble their own cables and connectors. I think that should be the 28th Amendment because that's how serious I am taking Congress See, today. And I, I had a completely different reaction. All I want to do is I want a dark corner of the web. I want to start a black market for the old fashioned cables. <laughs> I will be your, I'll be your dealer. Oh, that would be so much fun. You know, That's people awesome. deal like, you know, hard drugs. They deal all, all kinds of things. Black I want to deal ca charging cables. I love I'll it. Be, I could do that with my kids right now. Black market for cables. That's unbelievable. <laughs> what isn't uh, unbelievable or what, what I, what is realer than real is where the crypto markets are this week and last week and probably next week. And for the foreseeable weeks, We've got some of the cryptocurrencies we know and love down 50, 60, 70% off their highs. It is brutal. We About six brutal. weeks ago, we did an episode on this. And mm -hmm. the question was, you know, we've st honestly, we've stayed away from it. You and I talk about it. You write about it all the time. We've, we've avoided this. It just seems like everyone is losing. And... I said to you the last time we talked about this on TechStream, there is not a really attractive reason to do this. And if you want to invest, look, the market is screwed anyway, you know, with everything that's going on in the economy. But what, what I wouldn't do is think that you can get rich quick with a crypto plan. As we always say, this show is not about financial advice. You and I are not licensed financial advisors. And no, I just do whatever you here. tell me to do. What anything we're doing here or saying here today is for your information and entertainment only. If you are thinking about the crypto market, you should seek out the advice of a licensed financial professional because the market is inherently risky and you could lose everything. So everything ever. So, so call a financial professional uh, before doing anything. Look, this is that all that said, and disclaimer aside, there are many of my friends who believe we're in a binary situation. Bitcoin's going to zero. It's going $100,000. Crypto's going all the way to the zero or everything's going to go north. I think there's about 15,000 cryptocurrencies that are you don't know the names of. Most people don't know the names of that will probably go by the wayside. There's a top 15 or 20 currencies, some of which will survive and some of which won't. Uh, the names you mostly know Matic from Polygon, Sol from Solana, Ada from Cardano, um, of course Bitcoin and Ether from Ethereum. The the big the the big ones people tend to know. Polkadot uh, has Dot. There there are uh, 
a bunch of, of well, well-known cryptocurrencies. Link, uh, Ch Chainlink is lesser known. Uh, Litecoin is probably lesser known. Monero is probably lesser known. Um, Ripple. But these are all currencies that that are, are most likely going to be around or not. The people like people say they're it's binary, but the the name brand cryptocurrencies with name brand foundations where they're good foundational principles. I, I think they will rebound to the level that the cryptocurrency markets rebound. Most important thing to think about is the utility of cryptocurrency and the long run. And so anyone in this for the short term. So you definitely need not only the advice of a licensed financial professional, you probably need the advice of a licensed medical professional in psychology or psychiatry if you're not in this long, because short is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous game. If you're in a short-term gains, get rich quick. It's that ship may have kind of clearly sailed. I think what we're going to find, Seth, and what people that I, I, I have not sold one, literally, I've not sold one coin. But you also didn't put your life savings in. Oh God, no, 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 no. And and but with, well, with I, but I think both statements have to be made at the same time. They do, and I think it's important. If, you know, if you are investing in anything, I don't care what it is—the stock market, in equities, and like just as a sober adult—if something's inherently risky, then you should only risk what you're comfortable risking, right? That's just common sense. I mean, you know, you go past your comfort zone. You don't know what's going to happen. That's why it's your comfort zone. You're comfortable. You know, I, I always, every time someone asks me about this, I always say the same exact thing. If you were going to Las Vegas and you had $500 in your pocket, you had a choice, take your friends out to dinner, go see a show, go into the casino. There are three different forms of entertainment. Expect to be lighter $500 at the end of that evening. Right. Right. I've spent 500 bucks, whether I spent it in the restaurant, spent it at the show or spent it in the casino in the casino. Right. I've spent the money. You're not, you know, is there a chance you're going to come back with a thousand bucks or $5,000 if you go to the casino? Because there's no chance at the restaurant and there's no chance at the show. Right. There is some mathematical possibility or probability or set. You could, you could probably do some calculations. Say, well, the X likelihood you're going to come home, you know, with a one X, two X, five X, 10 X, increase but in all likelihood if you go in there with any other expectation if you do it the I, next day you're going to lose it yeah i mean you know to, to, the odds are against you I always mean, otherwise it wouldn't be in business no but look, I, in, I i love in, the satisfying like if you go out to a nice dinner and then you go to the casino after and you win back the money from the dinner eh, people do that all the time tremendous Rem but you That's just need great to remember feeling call it a day goodbye so but you you must remember you are gambling and the city of las vegas is in the gaming business right? So they're in business to win. That's why they're still there. And you are gambling, which is exactly what they want you to do. And the crypto marketplaces for those who are short term, for those who are not paying attention in class, you are gambling and they're in the gaming business. It is the same exact situation. And so your risk management has to be your comfort zone. And if you risk more than your comfort zone, if you risk more than you can afford to lose, that's common sense that is a common sense mistake i don't care what level of financial of um, net worth you put together in your life that's just that's just a crazy thought yeah. so is there any utility to crypto yes there's a ton of utility to crypto um is there a, a value for decentralized finance yes is there a time when this will all come back Un unknown in its present form will it come back or will it evolve nobody knows i'll tell you what's still important 
the ideas uh, embodied in a non-fungible token, the, con the smart contract that is a non-fungible token. That is a solid new way to do business and we like it. This idea of method of account, method of exchange, and store of value all in one thing that's not the exchange currency of the world, there's some value there. You can invent new businesses. So we're going to see a lot of new and interesting inventions. And this shakeout will probably be good for everybody because it gets the riffraff shaken out of the, and all the hucksters and the get rich quick people, they, they kind of go away. So yeah, I don't have any other words of wisdom. There's no Yoda-like soundbite that's going to explain this. Is, it, is the market going to suck for a while? I don't know. Is it going to go up tomorrow? I don't know. Is it going to go down tomorrow? Tomorrow, it's either going to go up or down. It won't be the same. That much we know. But there's no wisdom that tells me anything more than it tells anyone else. And there is no soundbite explanation for any of this. Um, if you're wondering about the math, you can look up the difference between the, the technical term complicated and complex. Complicated is something you can reduce down to complicated steps, a lot of complicated steps that if you break them down and you do all those steps in a row, you get it complex there's sure. no there's no way out you can't there are no way to calculate the number of variables or to get any mathematical outcome that you can rely on markets are complex anyone who tells you different is lying and you're just looking for an explanation where there is none but social media is on top of it more than anywhere so yeah sound bite everywhere start to see one positive story then we'll revisit uh, until then it is it is uh just it's nothing but negative yep. meanwhile um when i'm ready to give up uh if those two stories didn't uh, float your boat enough um they are coming to take us away uh the robots <laughs> are coming artificial intelligence is growing they're gonna have robots and we are this close to being in the terminator like schwarzenegger is coming and oh. he's gonna just come for your house this is coming ai is real and it's not William Daniels, the voice of Kit. Seth, this story we covered a couple of weeks ago. I thought it was just going to come and go. It's that one Google guy who thought that the Lambda AI, which is a chat bot, basically a very chatty chat bot, a good one, to be fair, uh, was sentient or conscious. Right. And they put him on administrative leave, which, you know, made sense because they should have put this guy in a rubber room. There's a thing called the Turing test and the Turing test, uh, Alan Turing, the father of modern computer science said that if a, under a certain set of circumstances, if a computer could fool some humans into thinking that they were talking with another human, that the Turing test would be passed. The Turing test very importantly is not for the computer to pass. It's for the humans to fail, <laughs> right? Humans fail the Turing test. The computer doesn't pass it. Well, you we, we did this when with with the self-driving car remember yeah that? yeah human now fails the human believes they're talking to another human because the human does not have the capacity to understand it's talking to a machine it's not that the machine's so damn good that you know you've been tricked and the computer wins the turing test or passes the turing test so this engineer who's working with an, uh, an ai model that's been trained on i don't know billions of sentences of english to get idiomatic responses correct and you know it's it's a machine learning algorithm it's an artificial intelligence algorithm it's there to learn from from all the language it's being exposed to and it does and it's learning syntax and it's learning grammar and it's 
it's learning a sense of case, not case, a sense of case. It's learning to trick you in a way that a computer would do to get you to fail the Turing test as a human. Once, and I thought this was done. You and I covered it. It's like, you know, right. once it's covered on text stream, let's figure it. It's, let's face it, it's done, right? I mean, sure. come on, guys, we're done. I have seen every single day some other pundit or expert you say, well, you know, computers could be conscious, they could be alive, they could be sentient. And, you know, maybe they are. What human arrogance is this? <laughs> I, be I bet you right now that there are devices that are conscious. I bet there are. I bet there are machines that have been created by human beings that are conscious. Their consciousness is about as obvious to us as is the consciousness of an insect whose language we don't understand and whose pheromone world we don't understand. Like we're human. Like there's no way that we understand what a machine feels or thinks or, or there's no such, we don't know what human consciousness is. How are we going to know what a machine consciousness is? It's crazy. The whole thing is crazy to me. So, so, and would the machine have more rights than a dog? Would the machine have more rights than a cat? Would the machine have more rights than a cow? or a pig. Pigs are very intelligent. We eat them. Dogs are very intelligent, but we like to cuddle them. We tend not to eat them. But if you kill a dog, people go crazy. If you kill a pig, people go bacon. I mean, come on. So if you kill a computer, what, 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 do you, what, what happens? happens? Right. I don't, I, these are, these are such deep questions. And I have to well, say, that's, you know, and that's also something with star Wars, you know, that, you know, they treat droids like they're subhuman because they are. Like that was the idea. Yeah, but even it, it's been going on since the seventies. Like C three PO would be like C three PO has to stay outside. We don't serve droids, you know that kind right. of thing. Right. Uh, by the way, what I loved about what the way Lucas handled C three PO in Star Wars, and this is seventy seven, Seth. To your point, man, this is a, this is that far uh, sure uh, that long ago in that galaxy far far away. C three PO introduces itself, saying, "I am C three PO, human cyborg relations." Yeah. Every, and then he goes into, you know, fluent in six million forms of communication, blah, 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 blah. You wouldn't be able to tell C-3PO from a stormtrooper otherwise. It has to announce itself as not human or not sentient. Right. And it does. And I'm like, wow, that's brilliant. Now, I don't know why they did it. it was it Lucas just being like a sci-fi nerd, completely like crazy plugged in sci-fi nerd? Or was it really just trying to solve the cinematic problem of C-3PO looks like a stormtrooper? Stormtroopers look like C-3PO. How do we know that one's not the other? And there's a human body in both. So, hmm, right. I mean, I, I don't know which it was. I, I'm just going to go with he's a super sci-fi nerd. But they really handled all of the droids beautifully in Star Wars. And I'm not afraid of, of AI. No one listening should be afraid of AI. We should be afraid of people. <laughs> people scare the hell out of me. AI is narrow purpose, narrow focus. I'll tell you when you get to be scared of AI, Seth. You ready? When AI becomes AGI artificial general intelligence on that day you get to be really scared because on that day a narrow focused narrow programmed ai that's like a pattern recognizer i'm telling can you decide that it can also cook an omelet and once right. that happens the robots are coming then then, then we can it's have over. like oh wow what now combo but until then and by the way that's either tomorrow or not in our lifetimes it's impossible to know when until then we don't need to we don't need to worry about it so thank you sentient people for getting some clickbait going now stop <laughs> uh i want to bring some brevity to the show 
just because, uh, you know, everything has been been, you know, one negative after another. So I'm going to end you with a joke. Ready? Okay. You mean levity, not brevity. What's the difference between black eyed peas and chickpeas? I don't know. Black eyed peas can sing us a song. Chickpeas can hum us one. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a Oh. <laughs> oh. I saw that on Twitter while we were doing this. Oh my god. <laughs> I'll I guess... do it for texturing. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>